ahead and keep an eye on it. Welcome to yet another episode of the Captain Lou podcast. I'm your host, Captain Lou, here with your other host, Luke. For what it's worth, here we are again up in the upper sanctum. Indeed. The uh the the lighting is mild earth tone. What warm lighting. It's warm. It's warm lighting up here, incandescent. My wife would approve. Oh. Would she say would she say <laughs> Oh, it's says, cute. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's cute in here. That's what she said when she first saw my motorcycle shed. <laughs> Dude, that's the last thing in my mind. I love it. Well, thinking uh, thinking so of funny. the motorcycle shed as cute is really, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, you know, the only I'll reason she it. said that is because there was twinkle lights in there and she freaking loves twinkle lights. It's so funny. I do. I've got an I've got an assortment. Yes, that's good. Um, to our listening audience and viewing audience on our YouTube resource, which is low quality, lo-fi, mm -hmm. I give a, uh, I give uh, an apology, not an, not an ex asking for you to excuse me. It's not rude, but um, I just had quite a head cold. Yes. And um, it does not take much of a fever to make me into a crazy person. I, I'm learning. Dude, when you get old and sick, it's going to be insane, dude. <laughs> it's going to be insane. I almost can't wait. The chaos that's going to ensue, dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. Wait, dude. It is. It's going to be good. <laughs> be sick, I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, that's going to be nice. Uh, I can't wait. That'll be awesome. <laughs> not that far off. 20, 20 years or 25? Probably more like 30, I would say. I'll be 80? I know. It's hard to imagine being 80. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Yeah. Well, a warm greeting to Mike Villalobos, who's with us on the live stream. So is Sam Cook of Life Skateboards. And we were just we we're just discussing how much we appreciate Life Skateboards as one of the few um, brands out there that offers to the whole world mm -hmm. the services of not only customs, yeah. but a whole bunch of amazing stock shapes with yeah. the with an offer to move your wheelbase around and all this stuff. Yep. And the laminate tends to be absolutely bomber. I know. I am I know. a fan. Um, I, I skate them till they're old. I know. Me too. Yeah. They, the one I'm on, I'm not skating super hard right now, but I'm, the one I'm on is definitely a couple months old at least. And I'm not, I'm pretty light footed, but I'll, I'll do a disaster every now and again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely got some oomph. You know what else is cool about Sam is he is an actual real carpenter. Like a, he can yeah. actually like build you a really cool table. Or master like craftsman. Of, yeah, literally yeah. master. I, I He can build a whole kitchen. He, yeah, he's a, he's he, a plumber, yeah. electrician, all the things. Yes, yes. But he could like, there. there's a lot of people out there who could like remodel your kitchen, but there's not a lot of people who could remodel your kitchen and actually from scratch build all your cabinets and table. And, you know what I mean? And build high-end custom. Yes stuff yes. that is creative and beyond beyond the pale yes like wow and he dude. brings that skill set into his board making you can definitely tell that's there it's very cool his whole process my process is so lowbrow i know i love it i'm a scumbag as far as the skateboarders go i'm a lowbrow um find out what works and just work it sam is a refine the process and that's i think that's a reason mm -hmm. that life skateboards is able to offer a solid Two to four hundred board a month flow of Absolutely. this excellent. I know. Facebook just conked out. Yeah, trying to reconnect as we speak. That's why we really lift up the audio version of this. Yes. Um, but you know, go ahead. 
It's so dumb. I know. It is. Um, we will have to get a, a running camera. Yes. With a good mic. Yes. And the, Well, the problem is we could do that and then upload after, but if yeah. we wanted them to be... You know, we can run a Facebook Live on the iPad. Okay. But have a YouTube product. Oh, an actual. Made. Okay. And and uh, the the thing is, for our listeners' sake, if you're wondering where we're going with the Captain Lou podcast, um, we don't know exactly where, um, but it's all the way there. <laughs> yeah, but it's there, baby. We, yeah, it's really all the way there. Um, <laughs> Wherever it is, we're gonna be. There. I see. I see this podcast putting me back on the road. Yeah. And going out to locations and podcasting with a ton of other people. Absolutely. And I see Luke grinding grinding the uploads and, mm -hmm. and doing doing stuff here as yeah. well as hosting with me when I'm here. Yeah. But I already have a group of people. One, one interview I'd like to do is Casper. Yeah. Casper from Life Skateboards. Uh, I think that we could do a month worth of those. I think Casper would be a, a great regular yes it, it, you know person not just an interview but like casper would co-host yeah sure and we would talk about the stuff yeah and then um sam yeah um sam doesn't think of himself as like a, a huge like talker yes but i think i, I think if i applied my yes. trade well <laughs> that i could extract from sam yes nuggets for all of our edifications absolutely and then um oh and facebook is back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and right. it has zero people and on the youtube product that just yeah. looks like we were talking and then and, and we're, we're back, back. <laughs> yeah no, literally it does it's so funny oh boy That's if awesome. you're watching us on youtube after this yeah. you're a sucker <laughs> yeah, you, no we're working on it please send money so we can get the cameras yeah come on man the cameras and a, and a mic I see a simultaneous type of deal where we're doing an audio product. Mm -hmm. The video product is there, but the thing is, I'm I don't look at look at that. It's awesome. I know I was doing this earlier too. I you, you know what? It's so glitchy. I'm watching the uh, Facebook Live. Let's show it. And it's just me going. Oh, and now <laughs> it's and, and Facebook just went out again. Yes, dude. Oh, I mean, this I, is beautiful. You know what? It's fun. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm actually enjoying myself. It's not always going to be like this. And I know. And from this, we've been able to refine that. Okay, yeah. we need to have a proper camera. We get one of them, them GoPros, yeah. with a forward face yep. camera on it. Yep. And a good mic into it. Yes. That does the room. Yes. And then um, that will be a video product with good audio we'll keep the lavies going yeah but the sad thing about labs this room is small anyway the sad thing about the labs mm -hmm. is they don't allow us to have a third guest on a lav i think that we can figure that out no we should work on that too because yeah. labs are cheap yeah and they're effective so excuse my congestedness dear uh, ones <laughs> dear ones um but uh going out on the road and getting with people and doing interviews that mean something and that really go places where the skateboarding public who are you know that's where we're coming from yeah, yeah. um where they may not they might, might not get to hear things i've already done interviews like that and some of them have been absolute humdingers yeah absolutely and they're in the can they're yeah. just sitting in the can because i haven't i didn't have an outlet or a timeliness to it sure um when uh, the Jason Jesse thing hit, mm -hmm. I went and did a two-hour recorded interview with the author 
of the Iron Horse magazine article. What? That was the linchpin of the controversy, you know, where, where Jason Jesse uh, said some terrible things. Oh. And that was what folks seized on as the linchpin of their argument that he was just this terrible guy. Sure. And they did a two-hour uh, interview with that guy that was so nuclear yeah. in nature um, that can, I... Can you share any snippets of his perspective? That's hilarious. I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and uh, and save this. Yes. Yeah, so right fine. now, Facebook is putting us through the, the ringer. Uh, I yeah. hit I hit post. There it is. Broadcast failed. Yep. Something went wrong. That's for sure. So we are going to go live again. Let's do this. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What was uh, what was? Look at that starting live broadcast, and it's stalled again. I wonder if your phone is struggling. Well, my phone has got a huge amount of radiation right next to it. So oh, maybe that's maybe what's going this on. is an issue with Wi-Fi. Yeah, I bet it is. There we go. We'll just go back on the Wi-Fi and we'll we'll run the we'll run the gauntlet of Wi-Fi. Run the gauntlet. One moment, dear listener, we are. Oh yeah, hey, everybody gets it, man. That's fine. This is what you There's get. There's so many funny little things to do. I know. Right now I'm adding in the description. And we're going live. That's great. There we go. But anyways, um, what was his? Hey, any... look, it's stalled even when it's on Wi-Fi. Maybe it's your fun. iPad needs an update. Mm, nope, just updated the other day. Hmm. And you know what? That's not important. Okay, it's fine. We can let that just go by. I can't start it. Check your internet connection. That's fine. That's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's a disaster. It's fine. I would close Facebook and try again. Well, I I right now have a mind for our listeners. I think it's. I think it's really great if we let our listeners know that this is the experience of trying to do the podcast. It really I like is. that. Yeah. Um, theoretically, at least they can feel happy about being included in the early days. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yes. This is the process. Yes, it really you know, is. This is what it's. This is what it's like. This is what it's like to yeah. try to build a podcast on a nickel and a dime. It is absolutely. Um, but. Uh, we uh so we were talking about where where we could see this going yeah and um it's not nowhere we're enjoying ourselves tremendously this has been a great experience doing this and we love meeting people who listen to the podcast uh and who who like it yeah that's a fascinating it was actually very fascinating to meet somebody who has listened to like a hundred hours of us talking about stuff and who was enjoying it it was deeply encouraging I really felt encouraged. I was like, wow, there's actually people out here who are listening. I was listening to that podcast that you sent me this week. And uh, I almost wanted to reach out to them via email and just say, hey, I just want you guys to know somebody out here is, I, I listened through this entire thing. I, I co-host on a podcast and it's really encouraging to me when I know that, that people are there. You know, somebody has actually listened to the things that I said. You know, it's wild. It is. Uh, and I like that I feel accountable yeah. To not in a bad way. I, I don't fear accountability because that's connection. And yeah. that's the opposite of loneliness. Yeah. Um, loneliness is a greater danger in life than all the failures that become evident yes. by being connected with people. Oh, you know, I yeah. it, it's very humbling to have actual long term connections with other people because yeah. you know, you I failed this one guy real bad um some weeks back and um I had to back his play. Sure. 
he, uh, I, uh, I had made a commitment and I failed to keep the commitment. I didn't come at him with a bunch of reasons why. Sure. Cause it's not what mattered. Yeah. Um, it was to write some things. Oh, and, um, I had made a commitment to write some things mm -hmm. for this guy. He was depending on me. Yeah. I backburnered it. I wanted to do it well. Yeah. Oh, I'm giving reasons right now I know, that excuse fine. me, no, no, you know, no, 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 but it was no. inexcusable. Yeah. It's not excusable. I failed to re to meet the deadline. Yeah. And, um, it impacted our, our, uh, our, uh, uh collaboration. I mean, sure. he was like, no, yeah. I can't work with people who are going to be like that. And I said, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's respectful. You're right. Yeah. Um, you can't, you're yeah. doing too much to have someone like that, that choked up yeah. his, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and sure. i offer again an apology and a public admission that i behaved in that way just into the air right now yes um and i also affirm that that person made a decision about me that was not wrong yeah um but that's the problem with uh, with connection and and that sort of thing is you that i have a greater accountability yep and i'll take it because it's better than being lonely and Oof. it's better than sitting with a fire in my belly yeah and becoming some bitter old guy who's like <laughs> wow when i was a kid and who's <laughs> never done or said a thing right to to raise any sort of like like there are things in the world that i want to to see be different mm -hmm. well then i better do something yeah what are you gonna do it's a mm, great question you know well yeah one time i walked into a bar and i started a podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's the like best joke of all time. <laughs> we did that first. at the very end of yeah. last podcast. I wonder if anybody heard it. What was the joke? A, a a a Nazi and a Zionist walk into a bar. He starts a podcast. <laughs> he starts the Captain Lou podcast. The Captain Lou podcast. <laughs> it was such a good joke. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. Um, yeah, it's, it's my uh, friend from Chicago. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great. A that's a great uh, joke. Um, for those of you who may not be happy to it and haven't listened to back yeah. episodes, I have enjoyed in the same week yes. uh, being accused of uh, rabid Zionism yes. and 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 being a Nazi, uh, being a, a Nazi sympathizer. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. Both of them, <laughs> both of them were because I love God. Yeah. I love people. Yeah. I love my enemy. Yeah. I keep it simple and I don't get tripped up on a whole bunch of the noise that's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, the only thing that messes it up is that sometimes I don't love God and often mm. I don't love people mm. and I struggle with loving my enemies. Yeah. And you all are probably going to see me on both sides of that line. <laughs> I don't have any virtue that isn't isn't given to me from God. And when mm. God gives me virtue, sometimes I leave it on the ground. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's like that, uh, saved a wretch like me yep. level of thing. So for those of you who are listening to us, uh, it is not a bad move for us to, I don't know, I wouldn't say admit, but to highlight that you're listening to two very flawed and limited people's take yeah. on several things yeah. during an episode. Yeah. And uh, the purpose of these is not to convince you to agree with us. We consider these to be offerings that might inspire you to reach some of your own conclusions. And we do not hold over your head that we would remove our affection from you if your conclusions differ from ours. True. That's that took a lot of saying. It would. How I was mean, it? No, it was good. I mean, they would be wrong, but 
You got. You got <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna ask you for pushback. I asked you for pushback, and no. you stepped on my foot oh, on no. the accelerator. That's like no here. Let me help, dog. I love it. Dude. We're moving too slow. When you have to drive through a crowd of people, you just want to hit it at speed. Oh man, that does not hit Chris. <laughs> no, it does not, dude. I'm sorry. It does not hit Chris. I'm sorry. It's no, fine. But don't take that as pushback. Don't worry it's a about good it. Good metaphor for. Oh. how it, it, uh, it feels it's a strange time it is. well there are so many things going on in the world all the time and it it feels like yeah. it's speeding up you know it feels like it's speeding up are yeah. we just getting older no i dude i What's have this constant conversation in my head because i think about people who were alive like who like were alive in like 1944 when sure the Nazis were literally exterminating Jews or people who were watching the Soviet Union like round up Christians or intellectuals. They were rounded up all kinds of people. All, but, everybody, yeah, essentially. And yeah. putting, literally just killing them or putting them into camps. The, the Nazi atrocities were especially atrocious in my mind because it was so blatant. Well, um, and they, they had uh, film of it. Yeah. Because the uh, atrocities of... Uh, both Stalin, yes. we could categorize them: Hitler, yes. Stalin, yep. and Mao. Yeah, and we just don't have footage of. But th but we also uh, Japan mm -hmm. uh, was wow. Yeah, I know it's intense. Yeah, yeah, it's um, intense. And um, also America. Yeah, um, when yeah. we when we were at war with the native tribes of the of the land here. Yep. That was a 400 year war in which terrible atrocities were committed yep. as a matter of course yep. on both sides of that war. Yes, 100%. Um, there, there, there are not very many good guys. I know. And the guys who you think are the good guys are... Um, yeah, you'd like to, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would like that, wouldn't you? Even I was... Uh, I picked a guy at work brought in a Civil War almanac and it actually yes. goes day by day through the Civil War. It's a fascinating book. And I just was browsing it for like 20 wow. seconds and I caught one from like 19 or 1883 or something. And it was talking about an editor in a magazine who was criticizing Lincoln for 63 or yeah. Oh, that, wait, that uh, no 63. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. 1863. Who when, was probably, uh, I thought it ended in 1860. No, it no, started in 1860 and went to yeah. 86 in my, no, the no, no, the Civil War was in the 1860s. It's well, fine. It's, it's not fine. bogged down in the details. But the point that he was criticizing Lincoln because Lincoln was obviously the president of the United States and on the Union side, but he, the person thought that he was pro-slavery. And you have these kind of uh, interesting nuances, you know, all these people who or you know, George Washington owned slaves or Tom, all the most of the writers of the Declaration of, of Independence own slaves. And so you read the Declaration and then you think about that and they appear to like, how do they connect? You know what I mean? It's a it's a giant mess. It's a mess because it's, it's a mess much, down here. Much one of the big problems I have is I as oh, someone will bring up a controversy and yeah. I'll, I'll say, wow, mm -hmm. well, the first thing I want to know is, you know, well, what happened? Mm -hmm. 
And darned if I can find out. I know, it's almost impossible, dude. I have to go to sources to I find know. out. Yes. And uh, it's not, I don't think it's different now than mm -hmm. it was then. I think sure. that the publications are of, well, my wife has a degree in journalism and I picked up a few things along the way from her. Sure. And one thing you have to do when you read journalism is you have to ask like, all right, well, what's the bias? Yep. Which means who are the advertisers that pay for this journal? Yeah. And then you have to ask and you have to check and see if there are any personal or political axes to grind. Yes. There are other things you have to check too. There's a list of things you have to check. You have to have your head on your neck when you're reading journalism. Mm -hmm. A terrible practice. I think maybe today's episode, this might be a nugget. Yeah, go ahead. Is, that we can expand into is, hey, when you hear something that happened mm -hmm. or you see a piece of video sure. that's, you know, short, yeah. um, it's really essential to your own personal process of evaluation mm -hmm. that before you tribe up, yeah. uh, before you declare your stance, mm -hmm. that you investigate, that you do the job of a journalist, that you investigate what happened. Yeah. The problem with that is you, th you would think that that would ensure mm -hmm. that you will emerge with a position mm -hmm. that you'll be able to tribe up with folks with. I know. That'd you be nice. you think you're going to come out right. and have your people yeah. and have your side, yeah. you know, and have all of this yes. stuff packaged up. And then you got your people and we're shoulder to shoulder in a cause. Yep. But I have not experienced exactly that. Um, yeah. What What I tend to experience is that things are a lot more messy. I know. And um and I I I notice that the the a controversy will kind of like bifurcate and trifurcate yeah. into like these okay so there's the controversy of what happened but then another controversy arises and yeah. one of them has been for me is how how uh brazenly controversies things that happened mm -hmm are capitalized upon yep. by not just official news media, but yep. by social social cliques mm -hmm. that are extensions of social ideas. And like if I react in a certain way to something that happened, yep. all of a sudden I get all of this, like some people want to give me a back rub for it and other people want to whip me for it. Right. And the whip people drive you to the back rub people, but then it turns out that yes. there's an extra seven minutes of video right. that comes out a month later. Right. And you're afraid to watch it because you don't want to you don't want the people rubbing your back right now <laughs> to be whipping the skin off of you yes. if you change your mind. Yes. And that's another thing in this nugget of personal we each have a, a responsibility to think critically. Yes. I know, right? I know. This it's, seems... it's just like too much, dude. Like, is, just, is it reasonable? Dude, it's a bridge too far, man. Like, <laughs> no. I don't know. This late in the game. No, but I mean really think Abs critically. But absolutely. The problem is critical thinking. What do they say? A lie has already circled the globe by the time the truth has laced its boots. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. 
The yeah. problem with the truth, I mean, I could name examples in recent history, sure. but you can also see examples from the study of the Civil War uh, or, or any, anything. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's very, very difficult to make sense of all of this stuff happening under the sun. Yes. And um, that's why I consider myself so lucky. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that um, the, the kingdom I serve mm -hmm. is not under the sun. I know. It's not in the this air we breathe between air and soil yep the 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 kingdom that i'm going to where my inheritance lies is beyond this foggy mayhem that this misty cloud of vain absurdity yeah and you know this fog of war in which men are convinced that flesh and blood are their enemy and tribe up against one another. Yeah. Now the Son of Man came and he brought it. He brought a new context. Uh, no, he brought the old context back. Yeah. And we can see hints of it in Genesis chapter three, chapter six. Yeah. We can we can see it blow up in Psalm eighty two that there's an unseen realm that is yeah. operating that's operating at levels that are well beyond our present pay grade. Yep. And that the, the history of all of creation is larger than the history of this ecosphere. <laughs> it's flat, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Oh my gosh! With a dome over it, and anyway, <laughs> domes aren't domes aren't flat. Anyway, oh yes, dude, trying to reconnect. This is awesome. Oh, we this video feed thing is yeah. Just this a, is going to be hell a, to put together. This is dude. an audio day. Yeah, it's fine. And so, dear listeners and erstwhile watchers, yes, um, we're we're interested in you, and this comes down like we we skateboard. Yeah. And we don't skateboard just a little, even though we're not the every day out there trying to make our bones type of skateboarders. Yeah. Um, we've both skateboarded a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I've skateboarded for, well, since 1985. Yeah, that's a long time. Am 15 I? 15 plus 23, which is 48. No, no. 38 years. I'll go go on my uh, go on my uh, YouTube channel, the old one. And oh, there's yeah. a breakdown. Oh, I remember, dude. <laughs> I think we ended up at two thousand years. Two thousand six hundred and forty-two <laughs> years, or so something scary. like that. Yes, dude. So. The math was uh, impressive. Just I'll do it right now. No, don't please. please <laughs> I'll do don't. it again. I wish we could screen share so they could watch you do it. It's so funny. It yes. Um. Yeah. The, we skateboard mm -hmm. um, with some regularity, and boy, yes. you know these feeds. Just let them go. We're going to ignore yeah. video Forget today. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, we we uh, we skateboard, and even in something as that should be just as light and as fun as skateboarding. Yeah. We find ourselves saddled with the need for a sobriety of thought. Yeah. That we we need to have a sobriety of thought not yeah. to get 
not to get so inebriated by mm -hmm. the the well fitting in with other people i don't know pick your poison yeah whatever it is right because um, even in skateboarding we see these terrible uh grave heavy serious things in our skateboarding community like the deaths of so many people yeah. um and not just fentanyl yeah. but also the dissipation of our young people i was rereading some of our comments and i found a person in there um who was starkly criticizing me as some sort of a teetotaler when it comes to cannabis uh yes and um those are not shoes that fit me no they just aren't but i am critical of the indulgence in recreational recreational cannabis mm -hmm. especially when uh it encourages people under 25 to partake because under 25 years old and this is a generation that's like believe the science like the science the science you know right and i don't uh i don't have a a large degree of you can't rely on me to trust big pharma yeah and no and uh maybe there is an axe to grind in these cannabis studies but so far the studies are showing very very strong correlation between youth cannabis use and the onset of schizophrenia oh and huge problems with brain connection yeah being stunted in youth cannabis yeah uh you know consumption right and i thought that that would be serious but yet in our skateboarding culture it's uh, uh an older dude will flame up right in front of a bunch of little kids and stink up a corner of the park on a one hitter yeah and think it's just fine right and look at the sobriety of thought that we're saddled with yeah just by being humans yeah and having to live as humans yeah you know absolutely you you've got this whole you've got this whole thing where you know you wish that it was you know just you could just flame up a joint and enjoy yourself at the park right and just have a great time but it turns out you're casting into the lives of young people right an example that could lead them to damage their neurological connections yeah that could multiply some tenfold their chances at uh at middle age uh schizophrenia yeah and and you don't want to have to think i know like that I you know. don't want to have to think like a like a responsible person of per of agency you know <laughs> yeah you just want to sit and hit a one-hitter yeah you just park. want to chill at the yeah. park with your friends and be able i want to do what i want yeah you know and i, I want to do what i want i thought that's what skateboarding was. was all about there well turns out that skateboarding is just a thing yeah and it's part of life right it's part of life right and a life well lived wouldn't leave these thoughts unthought yeah. it wouldn't leave these stones unturned but but many of us haven't yeah and i've got compassion for that sure like i'm not a i'm not mad at you yeah if you haven't thought that through but i will tell you that 
I'll be darned or worse if right. I'm going to listen to the Bunt podcast and listen to Cater Silla and have them laughing and, and having a great time over Cater's example to youth. Yeah. And the examples of the grown-ups around him right. when he was a youth with yeah. the Woodward footage and talking about that. Yeah. No, that's criticable. Yeah, absolutely. In fact. Go ahead. I thanks, bro. Yeah, but ahead. but give me that yeah, pushback yeah, yeah, yeah. that no, people no, no. want I'm, so much. Well, I'm a, if I didn't agree with you, I would. I, I really do. In fact, yeah, it is incumbent upon us. Incumbent. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> then he said, "Incumbent." <laughs> Show me on the doll where lose vocabulary hurt you. Right here, on my heart. <laughs> no, it's a. It's on us. Yeah. That we gotta we gotta talk about things. Yeah. We gotta talk about it. Because if we don't talk about it, if we don't think about it, if we don't cause each other to think about it, yep. things won't just not get better. They always get even worse. They always get even worse. Right. And I I have more than a sneaking suspicion that there's way more than some cannabis use going on in the upper echelons and the houses of power yes. in skateboarding. Yeah, absolutely. I think the risks to young people are much, much more grave even than the relatively remote chances of increasing, uh, what do they call it, uh, schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah. Right. Some sort of psychosis. Um, I understand yeah. That there are risks there. They're not being talked about. I mean, it's not like, I don't, I, it really feels like someone said, no, we're not going to be able to sell Thrasher magazine if it engages the conversation about when is it healthy to, to use cannabis. But yeah. I actually think that would have made Thrasher super interesting. Yeah, way, way better. It would have, <laughs> yeah, it, it would have raised better. engagement by people who are like, no, you guys are blowing it. Yeah. And there would have been people who are like, you know, clean your room. And it would have engaged right. the skateboarding public. The editorial staff at Thrasher made a decision not to carry a diversity of perspective on right. common practices that yes. were part of the skateboarding culture yeah. and they they and and things things are i mean uh, that would have been so much good money i know it's not even smart i know i know yeah you can see like when i think about the person who you're describing or the situation you're describing and i've seen it many many times somebody sitting in the corner and token on a one hitter in front of children in front of in front of children which Just is the challenging sewing. part about that situation yeah um but it's that that bums me out not necessarily because somebody has like is exercising their right to to party yeah, exactly but because of what that represents and what it represents is everything that we've talked about so far in the podcast which is like the overarching ethos of skateboarding has been base in nature the he, entire time pure hedonism is or, the yes. yeah is the uh, right and like there's a part of it and i've said before there's a part of it i respect because there you would think that that would bring with it some sort of consistency of hedonism and anybody who's doing just one thing who is committed to something even if it's something i disagree with there's an aspect of me which i can say oh well i can say that this person is at least committed to one thing and there's something about watching a person totally committed to one thing that i can be like yeah man Okay, cool. But uh, 
because it's been so base and there hasn't been actually, it appears not a whole lot of thought has gone into the marketing campaign and the way that Thrasher and the big boys are influencing the culture. It just vacillates in the wind, depending on public criticism and public opinion. Um, and it's inherently lazy. And its end result is uh, uh, death in some cases, if not just lives spent in dissipation and somewhat wasted, which is almost sadder in some ways. Not so, sadder, but as yeah. sad. You know what I mean? To watch a person who believes in skateboarding kind of frivolous. Frivol frivol frivolously, you know, you're good, bro. waste away their years just doing something that makes them feel good all the time, which, in my opinion, is not the best use of our time on the planet, especially when we're so committed to it that we're willing to kind of indoctrinate the young kids at the skate park. Um, at least give them a chance, bro. <laughs> you know well, I mean? <laughs> you know, in this in this episode, we're mm -hmm. looking at a nugget. Yes. The nugget is that whether you do it or not, whether you like it or not, yeah. as as human beings, mm -hmm. we are saddled. Yeah. Sorry, head cold. Yeah. We are saddled with a certain responsibility. Indeed. To evaluate. Yeah. What's going on around us? Yeah. And it's work. Yeah. And it turns out life is a lot of work. Yeah. When I die, I hope it hurts. You ever hear that lyric? Yeah. I can't yeah. remember where it's from. Oh, that's from Grindline the Band. band. Yeah, Grindline the Band. By yeah. the way, I had a great idea for, for a band. Yes. Did I ever tell it to you? I can't remember. It's uh, it's Grindline the Band, the cover, cover band. band. Yes, <laughs> I remember how to do the cover. As soon as you said it, I was like, the cover band. But, um, yes. but uh, um, Monk is dead. Yeah. And they didn't say why, but we all... Oh, no, they did. They finally they came finally out. Came Some out? years later, they, they, it came Suicide? out. Suicide? Uh, or drugs? Well, it was, an, it was an opioid overdose. Yeah, so... Um, and um, uh, uh, I just, I'm sorry, I'm having yeah, trouble continuing because uh, one of the saddest things in the world is an opioid overdose. Absolutely. Because here's a person who... They started the journey for some relief, probably from the incredible traffic in our head yep. that we get put on us. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I just don't have a lot of stones to throw at people who who wind up in that trap, and it traps them. And it's so sinister. Yes. And it uh, it's just so so terrible. Yeah. And um, and then it turns on them and it devours them. Yeah. And the whole time it's their own hand. Yes. And um, it's it's uh, honestly it seems to be one of the enemy's biggest biggest games that yep. he plays. He catches us like a fish and plays us on the line. Absolutely. And um, it was very 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 sad. So, uh, but but this nugget of uh, it's about critical thinking, yes. But right. but critical thinking is a lot of work, and critical thinking isn't critical thinking mm -hmm. if it's just criticism. Yeah. It has to be a reductive evaluation. That means you're you're taking in evidences from the world around you mm -hmm. and you are you're doing the work of organizing them, contrasting them, overlaying them, looking for looking for reliabilities and unreliabilities. You're constantly evaluating. Yeah. And then you are deriving from that process. Mm -hmm. Um a sense of reliabilities, sure. things that are are uh, 
you're looking for authority. Yeah. You're, you are looking, you should question authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about questioning authority is that you have to watch out because every now and then you'll hit bedrock. Yeah. And I have a little thought game I like to play now and then. And, and <laughs> it's a sad one because the deaths among us skateboarders have, uh, I'm not saying they've weighed heavily on me in some like, oh, Lou, are you okay? Yeah. But I'm saying that I think about this a lot and it's not without some anger at times because you know we did that thought experiment about what if thrasher yeah 10 years ago had you know said hey here's some information that really pertains to us hedonists yeah right all right yeah we love our cannabis yeah and um maybe not even 10 years ago right pick two years before jake passed away or, yeah. or a year before monk passed away absolutely and and you say, you know, a study comes out just about cannabis yeah. and says, dude, you know what? We're hedonists here at Thrasher Magazine, mm -hmm. but it does, we don't have to be dumb hedonists. Yeah, right. What if we had a column yeah. in Thrasher Magazine that helped to inform us yeah. about the things we do yeah. that we love to do and what's going on <clears throat> with these things? You know, weed and yeah. skateboarding. I mean, it, it's a feature. Yeah. Now weed is a feature with just like everything. Yeah. And um and what if what if uh what if there had been a you know a a, a flow of information, a current, yeah. a channel opened right. where it was like, hey man, here's the deets mm -hmm. on what cannabis does to people who are twelve years old to twenty-five years old. Yeah. And why you might want to you might want to curb yeah your your engagement here yeah without any judgment yeah as to whether someone did or right. didn't do it yeah you know just just intel yes just straight up intel on this on the situation you know yeah. sure and you know see if see if that can make any sense right uh, and if, if any if any progress could be had in in that regard you know that that. And what if, and this is a thought yeah, experiment, you know, yeah. I was like, what if, what if that conversation mm -hmm. and just the stimulation of that conversation had platformed mm -hmm. and Andrew Reynolds, for example, who discovered the, the, the power of sobriety yeah. for himself yeah. and who, what if that had given him more of a platform and more latitude yeah. to be more bold about yeah. his experience and right. you know neen williams now and yeah. and so many of the older pros are yeah. discovering sobriety and seeing the damage and the and the waste yeah um and discovering that no the drugs didn't make them better at skateboarding um they actually skateboarded well despite the drugs that's a fact of pharmacological stuff and um you know what, what if that, had, well, you know what, one thing that might not have happened is that maybe Phelps would have discovered that he had value outside yeah. of his, his daring do on his skateboard, right. that he was valuable outside of skateboarding that, and the fact that he had such powerful intrinsic value as a human. Mm -hmm. Now I believe that his value is rooted in that he was created by God other people may have argued the same point from a different direction sure that perhaps 
perhaps another another way could have opened up right and perhaps new new channels could have opened up for some of these people or how about for some of the not big name people because there aren't only three or five or seven or 12 people that we all you know who have died yeah just the ones that we all know yeah you know and um fame is a crazy thing you mentioned earlier on you feel like people know you yeah it's weird um but they there are so many more people and every one every single person yep is so valuable absolutely you know and i i think that the conversation definitely didn't pass the editorial desk well what's interesting to me is there uh you know thrasher never posted an article about marijuana use but they do have a tendency to platform people's stories and in those stories like means or i think muska and yeah or um they have also you know like these there's a lot of people who thrasher is really close with and even profiles that have gotten over drug use and say publicly hey uh, I used to do this all the time and I don't anymore. It was destroying my life. I'm, I can't, I don't remember if the things they, I've watched are on Thrasher or if they are just affiliated, like Vice did it or like a documentary on them. But I think no. that Thrasher has posted stuff. No, you're right. Which is fascinating. That's pushback. Yeah. And that's really good. That's, isn't it interesting though that they're willing to do that, but they're never willing to publicly come out and say, hey guys, <laughs> here's some data. Even if they said, hey, Here's an article about marijuana use and what it does to a young person's brain. Sure. And at the end of it, they just ended it with, yeah, but we're still going to do it though. You know what I mean? Like even, even that could be something where I could say, well, at least they gave the information. That would be in true hedonist fashion. It would, there, there would be an honesty there that I could respect. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I'm really not, total line. You, you just, you just said something that mm-hmm. makes me want to go back and lay it over everything I just said. Okay. Because everything I just said framed it up like Thrasher has never profiled sobriety, and they I have. They have in some ways. They have, and everything I said was like that. Thrasher was com- completely neglecting this theme. But they haven't been. Well, if we do it true justice, in my mind, they are willing, they're not profiling sobriety. What they're profiling is heroes of the skateboarding world who have found sobriety. And there is a difference there that I think is important to talk about. That's true. This conversation brings me back to the the San Francisco Standard article that we read where Tony Vitello literally said, hey, we've been trying to have this conversation about the fact that we have... um, capitalized on party culture to to make money to sell skateboards and to sell magazines you know and it's cost lives and it's cost lives that's and what it's he was true that's, it absolutely yeah. is true so it's not as if nobody they're certainly not a hero in this story but it is interesting that they're willing to do one thing but not the other you know what i mean they're not coming out to say hey you know uh sobriety is the way to go but they are willing to say hey here's jeff grosso or here's and, and Grasso would say it, and so yeah. so would Andrew Reynolds. Yeah, a very interesting. Um, because I, there's they're yeah. they're capital they're they're capitalizing both ends of that spectrum. I think you know what I mean. Well, they're trying to, and what they wind up <laughs> being is a teeter totter. Yeah, and you can't respect them for nothing. They're lukewarm. You know what I mean? Like I oh, I, I would like them more go. if they were just one way or the other. I think you know. Is it reasonable, friendly, and fair of us to ask that the premier 
skateboarding publication would have uh, the best uh, in mind for its readership? <laughs> well, it depends on how you define terms, but <laughs> well, right now we're we're speaking really. I mean, would it have been? Is it unreasonable that we might say uh, the word "ought" should have? Yeah, right. In regard to Thrasher, ought to have pushed um, for sobriety. Yeah, maybe around the time Shane Cross was killed in a drunk driving accident. Right, or P Stone. Or, or, uh, or Cardiel was rocked, ran over. Well, and, and, and the real story of that never came out. And I think it's because it doesn't reflect on all the people involved. And there's oh. that lack of accountability. Yes. And lack of insightful investigative journalism. Right. That really, the, the article that could have been written might have resulted in someone going to jail. Yeah. Someone who I, I love and like, you know, yeah. um, it might have resulted in that. Yeah. It, it, uh, it might have resulted in the loss of a brand's fundamental popularity. Yeah. It might have. Antihero may never have become what it is today if that article were written. Yeah. But the cautionary tale of it would have served to preserve life and limb yeah. for, for some several people. Sure. And what we find out is that in the value, in the value balance, mm -hmm. uh, life and limb of our readers does not does not tip the scale yeah right compared to the success the success of a brand yeah the maintenance of fame yeah and that's really gross and sad and right. a little bit that's a little bit evil and and yeah. that shouldn't surprise us no. when their their logo is lucifer well, and it's completely consistent <laughs> with the way that pretty much, I mean, do big pharma, you know what I mean? Do, yeah, you know, like, I, that's nasty, you know what I mean? That's so it's good, all Luke. Like this, like, okay, so really we came into skateboarding yeah. from a larger conversation yeah. about how, how, what a pain in the butt it is that as human beings, we are saddled with the responsibility and the labor of evaluating the things that are claimed and right. published around us. And we're also saddled with the sad results of it, which is that we'll lose our ability to tribally affiliate if we really <laughs> yeah, maintain yeah. objectivity. Yes. Um, for example, we start off with there's so yeah. many things happening. Are they happening faster? Are there more of them? And I, I've begun to suspect something. I think that we're in an age. An age. Imagine a world. <laughs> yeah, I love that, dude. Imagine a world, an age. Imagine an age. An age of information. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think that things have changed very much in the speed with which we can access information. Absolutely. Not truth. Yes, just information. Just information. Yeah. Um, it turns out all the truth you need to live your life, cradle to grave, has been sitting in one of these here Oh, I can't stand that gold on there. That's gross. They use that for pavement in heaven. I know. <laughs> but this this stuff here is where the truth that you need for living is. But but information. Yeah. You know, I remember in 2020 we had just had COVID. Yeah. You know the COVID thing. I I caught that. I caught that stupid bug. Yeah, dude. Oh man, whoop my ass for about a week. <laughs> yeah, dude. Me too. Uh, what was that? Maybe early March of uh, 2020. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and they called everything off. Yeah. You know, and I went home and I just did uh, Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, I just you. fired up Duolingo. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, I just got out the good book and just burrowed in, tucked in on some really good stuff. Got out, you know, got out the old guitar. Yeah. Warmed up some of the classics. Yes. And um, it was good living for yeah. a minute. Yeah. And it was about May. Mm -hmm. 2020. It was about May 2020 that we had this, we had this terrible thing happen. Mm. What was it, Milwaukee? Uh, it was George Floyd. Oh, dude, I forgot that happened at the same time, dude. Yeah. So, so much packed in. I, yeah. I didn't take my motorcycle trips. Yeah. I stayed cooped up in my house. Yeah. And I have a, I have a great life with a pretty large circle. Mm -hmm. And I was taking motorcycle trips every day, you know, go out a couple hours a day because yeah. I wasn't working. Yeah. And, uh, Judy got furloughed on her job. So we had, we had a nice, we had a, a nice time. experience of yeah. it. And we had food, we had water, yeah. we had everything we needed, and um, a good portion of our church decided that we need to stop meeting, and I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to figure it out. We were trying to figure out how to do virtual things. And like It was pretty, pretty confusing. It was hard for me to tell what mattered. Yep. And this George Floyd thing happened, and it was so bad. Yep. And the video came out yikes. day of I watched it. Yeah, yikes, dude. It was about a minute long yeah. on the first day. It was about three minutes long within a week. And yeah. then um, it was there was seven minutes of video within a certain number of days. And then there was 14 or 23 minutes of video yeah. available. And I watched and I continued to dwell in this place where I was not able to, I, I was not able to understand all of these things and to, to formulate yep. um, one of the things that derails outrage for me mm -hmm. is that I am not surprised. Yeah. I, I do not have a feeling of surprise at yeah. this sort of thing. Um, and so I tend not to, to have a huge knee jerk thing. Um, I expect terrible things to happen on planet earth hmm. and it, i expect even worse things to come from an outraged energy reaction to yeah. the terrible things that happen yeah and i watch the death toll yeah. of the subsequent you know kind of revolutionary although quite quite difficult to pin down where this is all going yeah um and and i remember uh, disappointing some friends who were looking for me to take a, a really clear stand. Yeah. And they just waited and I waited and I waited and whew, it was really tough. And, um, <laughs> yeah, cause we, we had this I mean, really bad stuff. And I came away with, uh, one, one thing I came away with was that, uh, the American police force, obviously, Mm -hmm. is over-militarized. Mm. Um, obviously, there has to be an insane amount of training yeah. invested in these people. They need to be 100 grand yeah. uh, a year, yeah. professional, yeah. like well-studied, amazing people. Uh, the job of policing has also become more difficult because American criminals have become over-militarized. <laughs> and you know like well, like this, and the stakes are a lot higher now it's too, really you know, like, really gnarly and it's hard to tell if that's a super good thing or kind of a bad thing sometimes mm. i'm 
it, I don't see what what would be good about uh, American criminals and the, the no I'm 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 talking the about the fact that it's just hard to be a cop in America right now because Very. Be, because of the events like George Flo Floyd and the other ones that were so public I think a lot of cops feel really nervous to to enforce the law sometimes and some of them feel nervous to break the law which is a good thing you know that should I mean? we should keep that yeah we should keep which those super good those police officers who are afraid that they'll show up on the front page or show up in jail yeah we need to keep that the way to keep that is through the free speech of the press the press yes. needs to expose corruption yes that's the that's the to me yes my opinion is that's the first job right that a free press ought to be doing yeah, I think I, I like the idea that being a cop would be a really hard job to do and an extremely hard job to get into and should be paid extremely well with a ton of training. Um, and and perhaps I remember one of the upshots of it was to, to defund and get rid of police. Yes. That is a really understandable argument that's going to arise yeah that is the reaction of outrage yes and i am supportive empathetic yeah and em maybe sympathetic yeah, sympathetic yeah, i'm sure. not sympathetic because i don't feel that way myself Self, yeah i'm empathetic because through imagination yeah my head cold's kind of doing me um through imagination yeah. i can i can enter into an understanding of where that's coming from while I keep an objective evaluation running on where could that be headed. Yes. And that's what we have to do. And not that I'm the shining example of it. Right. I said, I'm trying, I keep it running. I don't say I run it well. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the, it's not a tightrope either. It's, it's like a, it's like a kind of a puzzle. Yeah. And a scavenger hunt at the same, same time. time. Yeah, right. But also there's live fire whizzing over your head <laughs> yes, at all times. And you the box for the puzzle. <laughs> some people, right. And some people, no picture. Yeah, no picture. And some people uh, were were provoked by me because I did not share in the outrage energy. Yeah. Some people uh, were upset with me because I didn't have the, the uh, on you know, like there weren't just two sides to that issue either. That's no. a that's a uh, false dichotomy. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not just two sides to most all these things. Yeah, and and as it as it played out, and I learned more. Honestly, I kept learning about that exact situation for yeah. two years straight. Yeah, and all the way through the Rittenhouse trial, mm -hmm. I was still going. Yeah, but you know, I'm still learning about what happened with the George Floyd thing, and we should. Yeah. We should care deeply about what happened with George Floyd. We should care deeply about what exactly happened with Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Yeah. Can police records be trusted? Yeah. Is there a thin blue line or a thick blue wall going on here? Yeah. You know, these right. are all really, really legitimate things. And I should have a whole bunch of journalists that are doing that. Yeah. And then I should be comparing their work product. Yes. Uh, I, I found a few. Um, I found a few. Some of them were ironic yeah. because uh, one of them is Jimmy Dore. Yeah. And yeah. he's just, he says, I'm just a pothead comedian in my garage. Yeah, sure. And he really is an everyman. Yeah. Another one is Matt Taibbi. Oh, man, that guy is and short. Jimmy is a democratic socialist, like yeah. really, really, yeah. really a, a, a socialist. Mm -hmm. um, I do not share that conclusion yeah but i share so much common ground in 
in how Jimmy processes events objectively. Yeah. Matt Taibbi, oh my goodness. Dude. And you can really tell a good journalist because they're the one that all the bad journalists <laughs> are calling a bad journalist. Yes, <laughs> so it's yeah. very punk yeah. rock. I know. It it's is. very punk rock. Yeah. Not that I understand the lion's share of what Matt Taibbi is reporting. Right. Because the reporting of these kind of people sends you into having to evaluate more that's another sign that you're you're taking in good information yeah is it saddles you with more evaluation yes and uh what i like about that is that that knowing something is not it's it's not a an easy thing yeah um you know uh it is i don't think it's a virtue to practice blind faith you know, yeah, my, know. even, even my faith in the resurrection, the resurrected Lord Jesus, Messiah of Israel. Yeah. Um, and you know, all that yeah. uh, is the, it is the, uh, it's the product of evidences that so far have not been outweighed in my experience of yeah. walking on this planet. Absolutely. And, um, I'm really uncomfortable with religious people who call us to blind faith. And that's really, that's coercive social pressure. And I reject that. <laughs> and um, really it is yes. uh, telling a child, like, like when they're catechizing a child yeah, in, yeah. in these, in the, like, uh, you know, these church traditions and they, they just basically tell a kid, well, if you don't go along with this, then you don't have a people. I mean, gee, yeah, many, come on, man. Yeah, yeah that's just, just gaslighting a kid. And yeah. they don't say it just like that, but that's that's right in there. That's, that's implied, coercive yeah. and right. terrible. Well, you can hear the same if you don't go along with this, then you don't have a people. Right. When you listen to even current events news reporting. I know. I was just thinking about what you were saying about Matt Taibbi. I have two of his books that I bought. I have yet to finish them, but... He has one called Griftopia. It's about the 2008 financial uh, yes! crisis. What's crazy is that book came out in 2010. Yeah. And when that was going down, he I watched an interview with him. And he said, I knew nothing about banking. And that book is full of like high really level. high level details about how all that went down. And I was like, man, this guy spent two years just getting his facts straight to write a book, to share his opinion about this stuff. Like, this is a sign of a person who is taking their time and thinking objectively and critically about a topic, you know? Um, that sounds like a lot of work. It is. And you know what it sounds like? Mm -hmm. Person goes to college for four years. Yeah. They get a bachelor's degree in like liberal arts. Yeah, sure. And then they specialize in a master's. Yeah. And the master's goes two to three years. Yeah. And they produce a work product at the end, their thesis. Yes. And it gets picked apart. Yeah. By the department. Yeah. And they either get their master's degree or not. Yeah. That book is Matt Taibbi. It, that's his, he basically did a master's degree. Oh, 100%. In the banking crisis. Yes. Right. 100%. And it makes me want to like give him $10 a month for me to hear his opinion about the critical or um, what's happening in on the world. On Substack. Yeah. On Substack because that's something that I can, I feel like that's a person who I can at least trust to have done the work and to think critically about what's happening. So yeah. Matt Taibbi becomes a component yes, in your process. Yes. Um, or, or Jimmy Dore right. is a component in a process of, of evaluation and overlay. One yeah. thing I loved about Matt <clears throat> Taibbi, he's a, he's a liberal. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know Jimmy, if he's anymore. Jimmy Dore. Uh, yeah, he is, except the Overton window moved. moved so Every, hard. Everything yeah. that these guys are doing is is proper liberal. Yeah, that's hilarious. And um, and then um, and then Jimmy Dore is even further to what if you want to spectralize it, which yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. does, sure. further to the left. Yeah. And what I like to do with that is to pepper in a um, pepper in someone who is proper right wing. Yes. in their reputation yes right and then look for overlap look for agreement and you know matt taibbi and jimmy Dore were both featured prominently mm -hmm. on um tucker carlson oh damn you how could you what <laughs> this is just and uh, this is just a normal american yeah guy who is looking to source uh prepared information mm-hmm to contrast with what I can discover in that freaking Thunderdome of the, inter of the internet. Right. The other day I had a question. I, I was like, oh, there's something going on in Tennessee. Sure. Um, uh, three and then two representatives of the state of Tennessee were kicked out Whoa. of their offices wow. in the state house. For what? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I know what they I know the reason they said they got kicked out. The okay. reasons are because of racism. Okay. Because the Tennessee State House is racist, Good. and they were kicking out these guys because they were speaking up. And it turns out it, it was all based in an event that happened, a okay. happening okay. that happened on one day. Okay. And I wanted to see it because it happened on camera. I know that it included that they brought a bullhorn to the floor okay. and they started a protest in the state house. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Right. They started a protest in the state house during state business. Sure. I did pick up that the state wasn't going to do the business about, they were angry, rightfully so, mm -hmm. that uh, six, six Christians were killed okay. at a Christian school. Yes. Um, three of them children, mm -hmm. and um, they they were killed in an incident. Um, they weren't only, you could look at them through another lens. You could say that some of them were women, some of them were men, some of sure. them were girls, some of them were boy, boys, right. but that lens doesn't overlay very well sure. because there's a the killer was a, an aggrieved former student, mm -hmm. now trans, yeah. who had... Uh, who knows what kind of pharmacological disaster was happening yeah. for that person? Who knows what kind of mayhem and turmoil drove them right. to the act of going in the school and using not an AR-15, but a 9mm carbine mm -hmm. um, to fire upon and murder six people. So immediately the cry goes up uh, that the that it's guns yeah. and and. Um, guns are problematic and should be. Yeah. All right. That's kind of the point. I think that's an affirmable controversy. Sure. I'm not interested today in, in solving that for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, let me solve right? it for you. But but what what I was <clears throat> what happened to me was uh, you've got this situation where I hear something happened, mm -hmm. but I can't find it. I went and I searched for that. I went into Google and I searched for that. I wanted to see the video footage. Yeah. Of the exact, of the exact event that precipitated the ouster of these lawmakers, yeah, and all I could find was reactions to that event. Oh yes, and I was forced to ponder yeah. two 
poles of extreme. Okay. Yeah, sure. One is that what they did during that event um, isn't what they're saying it is. Okay. All right. That if I saw footage of what they actually did, yeah. that, that it might be different to what everyone is saying it is. I might, I might sure. see what happened and go, no, doesn't matter what your skin color is. Yeah. You, you can't do that. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's on the one side. Yeah. On the other side, I might discover that also, if any of our listeners want to send us a link to the precipitating event of yeah, that, I'd nice. love to see that. Yeah. Um, the other possibility is it will be exactly the racism that they are saying it is, yeah. that this was a legitimate exercise of free speech within the rules of the house sure. or a breaking of the rules of the house that is within legitimate free speech yeah. that ought to be defended. Sure. So I'm saddled with being yeah. able neither to defend or oppose the behavior. Mm -hmm. I'm not able to make, and all I'm offered are conclusions. I'm not offered any material by which I could come to my own. <laughs> yeah. most, of, right. um, most of America, most people in the world are perfectly happy or even grateful yes. that they are spoon-fed a conclusion yeah. based on a tribal divide right. and that they don't, they're happy that they're not able, allowed, yeah. or encouraged to evaluate what happened. Oh, for a news source that would say, want to know what caused all this ruckus? Here's what caused it. Yeah. And then it's a, a video of it happening, which exists. I actually think I saw it the day after it happened, but okay. now it's nowhere to be found. It's foggy in my brain. It's and I don't want to start going. You know what I thought was maybe I should search. Maybe I should search in publications that I don't like. Sure. To find it from like a, a more like. I mean, I don't like going into publications I don't like to find footage. Yeah. To represent the other side. Right. Um, but you know. What I mean is firing up the Brave browser and DuckDuckGo yeah. and then going on like one publication I really don't like is Breitbart. Sure. Andrew Breitbart was way better than Breitbart the publication. Sure. Um, I think that Andrew Breitbart said a few things that were of high enough value yeah. in and of themselves that those things he said should be pondered by us. Yeah, absolutely. Um that's the best it gets. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I know, I know. It really is, that, man. That's not like Matt Taibbi is the Pope. You no, know, like, right. no, Matt Taibbi has said some things that are w worth pondering. Yeah. You know, and and so so I, I look at it and I see you've got Matt Taibbi and you've got Tucker Carlson. You know who else was a really good journalist? He's out mm. of business right now. Mm. Um, he used to take... He used to do exactly what I want. He used to put the source material right out there. He had Ooh. a whole website devoted to nothing but, but giving material. you what happened. That's awesome. Do you know what the name of that website was? I have no idea. It was called WikiLeaks. Oh, that's what it is. I was just going to say And it WikiLeaks. was a source that other journalists would comb through oh. to find stories. It was like a library of yes. stories. Yeah. Um, there was recently, a, um, not a leak, but it was the, the what they call the Twitter files. Mm-hmm. And it's where the CEO of a large corporation, he bought the corporation and then he handed over the whole history 
Good for him. To Matt Taibbi. Yeah. And to Gabby uh, Weiss. Uh, I forgot her name. Barry, Barry Weiss. Sure. Um, and um, and and just to dig through. And, and there's another guy who's a great journalist right now. And his name is, he's got a funny German or Jewish last name. Um, I'll remember it later. Cy Hirsch. Oh. Seymour Hirsch. Cy Hirsch. Sure. And his reporting has been really good. All these guys are being vilified as terrible journalists by good journalists. There it is. Yeah. And nice. I, that's how I like to pick them because yeah. what they do is they trouble my waters. Yeah. You know, and all my garbage comes up to the top and all my biases and all of my stuff get batted around. Yeah. Um, darned if I know what I think afterward, but I definitely know that it makes me appreciate, makes me appreciate um, how valuable it is to remain to try to yeah. remain objective. Yeah, I was. Uh, I just watched like a YouTube short at work today about it was a cowboy dude talking about Andrew Tate, and he was saying, Oof, kind of giving Tate's his uh, response or yeah. his thoughts about it, and he actually said some interesting things. He was saying, you know, there's a lot of Andrew Tate that I really don't like. Yes, and then suddenly he'll say something that I really do like. Right. And he was like, you know, it's really important to listen to people who we don't agree with because yes. you're going to learn way more if you do that about yourself and what yeah. you think than if you just kind of create an echo chamber of sources for yourself that all agree with one another. Which brings me to a second deeper point I've been thinking about as we're kind of rolling this nugget of critical and objective thinking around, which is that uh, a huge aspect of critical thinking and objective thinking that I think makes it so difficult is the fact that you actually have to take personal responsibility of the fact that you exist, that you're alive and that you have to deal with it. That's good. You know what I mean? I was thinking about something you said the other day, we were in the car, maybe going to Batesville. I know the Facebook is always pooping out. Um, you said the first affront to human pride was the fact that we have a creator and he created us without asking our opinion about it. Boy. I said that. Yeah, it was really good. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> I agree with that yeah, statement. I took it and filed it away in my head to chew on later because I think a lot of the angst that people feel, yeah, and um, is is the fact that they were that they're alive, that and they, they exist, yeah, and that they didn't get a choice about it, and that they didn't get there's, to choose who their family was. There's or, even a word for it. What is it? Existential ennui. <laughs> What's ennui mean? It must be a French word. It's hard to say. It is. <laughs> Dude, I hate them. <laughs> it's uh, hate it's them. anxiety. It's boredom. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's translated as boredom, but it's actually it's actually more akin to anxiety. Absolutely. And um, a, a, the existential philosophical movement was was a response. Yeah. To being saddled. Yeah. With existence. Yes. Beyond. You know like against our will uh, in yes. you know we are, we are, we are involuntarily existent yes we are and one of the, in my opinion one of the best uh ways to judge a person's character is when they're faced with like five choices that suck really bad and and what they're going to do about that fact Ang I, angst angst yeah sure angst i have a working rule in my life that helps me when I have choices that are really hard. And I kind of say it to myself, I say it to my wife sometimes, like, listen, if you got three options in front of you and they all suck, you just got to pick the one that sucks the least. It, it really is. It's an acceptance of the fact that things are hard, even though you didn't, you didn't do anything to deserve them, quote unquote. 
<laughs> you got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. That's, I think, what kind of separates the men from the boys in some ways is the fact that things are happening around us and we can decide to kind of want the easy way or the hard way. Um, the easy way being, you know, creating an echo chamber of opinion for our, for us to kind of feel really comfortable in and the yeah. more difficult way being the way that you're describing, which is to culminate to yourself multiple voices and opinions and then juxtapose them against each other and then juxtapose all of that against the information that you're empirically getting in your own personal life. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's exhausting and it does. What's funny is it really ends up being two years after oh, George gracious. Floyd was killed before you even begin to really have an opinion about well, it. Well, Bri Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, yes. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. You have these things going on and, you know, now we have the Tennessee three and yeah. people are, people are, 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 forming really high certitude positions about these things. Right. And guys like me are not, I'm not, we're not very useful because yeah. we want to, we want to engage these things more deeply. Right. Maybe we suffer from an enlarged capacity yeah. for this kind of evaluation because we have hope that goes beyond this world. Yes. 100%. And we have a, we have a participation in a kingdom yeah. that isn't of this world and yeah. goes beyond this world. That's why Jesus before Pilate didn't mm -hmm. start arguing uh, the, the politics of empire. Right. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. Right. Jesus, he, he, he blatantly demurred yes that is he stayed silent in a way yes. that was so loud yeah when it came down to right. to those things yeah what did he say he was like are you the son of god and he said you have said it no so. that's what he said to caiaphas the, oh, priest. Caiaphas, the priest no with so. with uh pilot it was what is truth and jesus just stands there yeah huh and Interesting. Uh, and, and, and Weird. It's a very, <laughs> yeah. it's a very, very compelling narrative. Yeah. And a narrative that has swept me up into it. Yeah. As a as a bit player. Yeah. In the rollout of this kingdom. Yeah. And so when things are going on in the world. Yeah. I enjoy the benefit of kind of a cheat code. Yeah. I just, you know, left trigger. <laughs> yeah, right. X Y X Y X Y, yeah, and yeah. then and then I'm in a place where I can pray about things that are going on. Yeah, I can listen for God. Mm -hmm. I can look for His wisdom in the Scripture. Yeah, and I can independently formulate a view that may or may not. Yeah match the energies and the positions that are forming up all around me. Yep. And if I'm rounded up for nonconformity, yeah. well, first of all, even in my old way, that was punk rock. Yeah, right. All right? Yeah. Punk rock, when I engaged it, was part of my own personal um, desire mm -hmm. to not conform yeah. for the sake of inclusion. Yeah. Um strange because that folded in on itself really fast all right in front of me <laughs> yeah right um but uh, because of human nature yep you know but but uh i'm at peace to be an odd man out whenever that happens yep and and i'm oh, i'm more than okay yeah with being vilified made into the villain yep um for lack of 
uh, appropriate and you know, socially appropriate enthusiasms. Yep. Um, because that's not the goal in my life to be included in what could be at times a mob. I know. I um, know. At times, some of this looks a lot to me like mob thinking. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not. I'm not comfortable with letting go of. I'm not objective, by the way. That's not objectivity. I'm not sure. actually lifting up objectivity as the goal. Hmm. If you are objective in the way that we evaluate things, sooner or later, you're going to form. Your feet are going to find the bedrock. Yeah. And you're going to decide to stand on it, whether wind or wave. Yeah. And you're, you're not going to be a, a, a neutral, objective person. In fact, I have, I have recognized a great menace in what I've come to call the, 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 the person who, uh, I, you know, I call him Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, when I say the to Luke, like that guy is Switzerland, these yeah. middle grounders, these yeah. proud, these proud vanilla people yeah. who decide that their, their position is, you know, you know, that, that they're going to not have conflict with right. whatever the predominant thing is. And, I, like a conflict-free life is not worth living. You've got to have conflict inside yourself, and you've got to have your shoulders shrugging, yep. and you've got to say, you know, you have to have a conscience yep. that transcends yeah. the positions that are offered to you by the mainstream. Yeah, Your conscience should transcend whatever tribe you're in because there's, there's just no tribe that's being offered yeah. um, that is in this worldly we only walk this world for 70 years 80 yeah, right 80 yeah some guy hits 100 and regrets it yeah he's like dude but every now and then you get one of them real spry 90 year olds who yeah. still does the push-ups yeah man good for him awesome yeah but yeah. come on i mean isn't that a bridge too far but it's that's yeah, the exception that does yeah. not disprove the rule yes. we don't live very long mm -hmm. and it is my belief that we face after this we face the judgment mm-hmm and in that judgment, you'll find me locked around the ankle of Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will be yeah. as, I will be locked around the ankle of Jesus Christ himself right. and not relying on any good thing that happened in my life through me. Yeah. Those were all gifts that he gave, yeah. not good things I did myself. Yeah. Um, any good thing that comes through me is a miracle because yeah. I was a son of a gun. Yeah, me too. I really was. Me and, too. And you were even worse. I was. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I was nasty. I mean, how quickly can you like say the words "I plead the blood of Christ"? You know what I mean? Like, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth, Lord. It's not going to work. So when it comes down to it, this nugget that we're going over is is it's a bit of a slippery fish, but not really. Yeah. For those listeners who do not prefer to yield to the good news that the Son of Man has come for us. If you're if you're just not there yet, then allow our podcast to encourage you toward a, a richer, more more flexible engagement with the world around you. Yeah, uh, enjoy that. Yeah, um, but for for those of you who listen to this and you can hear that we have a hope beyond this world, we're not joking around when we when we pick up this big old Bible I keep up here. I keep the biggest Bible I've got. Dude, it's huge. I love lifting it up and showing yeah. it to the video. It's not worth much of those videos. And we don't fine. and we have you know, so yeah. I, we really lift up and I'm gonna read it again to you. 
because it does my heart good. And dag nabbit, it's my podcast. Right. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Seriously, this is fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, it says here, I know it's in Jeremiah 6, and it's in Jeremiah 6, 16. Yeah. And it says here in the good book, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. That's uh, Jeremiah 6, 16. And I'm going to go ahead and throw an accompanying scripture from Matthew 11. And accoutrement. <laughs> Jesus says here, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, hmm. and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. These, these are the words of mm. Scripture for us in these troubling times. Yeah. Jesus, who called us to love our enemies and called us to obey him in, and receive the gift of grace through his sacrifice on the cross, it's also offering to give us that very spirit, his spirit, yeah. to live out what is much more than some objective thinking life yeah. and the development of positions on yeah. current events. No, 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 no. This is way beyond that. Yeah. Without an overarching narrative, all that stuff pretty much means nothing. And he's and he's offering us, that's a good point. You know what I mean? But like, the, he's offering us way more than a narrative. He's yeah. offering us accompaniment in the world to a degree that, and I've just got to say, uh, look to the ancient ways and walk in them, yeah. and you'll see. The man from Galilee, he's, uh, he's not your best bet. He's the sure thing. Yeah. And we lift that up to you. We love you. And uh, I did want to say um, that I think that YouTube is garbage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care that you like and subscribe. Um, we don't want you to like and subscribe and boost up numbers and things like that. We just want you to consume the media. Yeah, it's fine. We want you to just have these thoughts and these words as an encouragement to build your own. Yeah. And, um, and, and we're pretty bold to do it because yep. anybody that's going to listen to this podcast and really, really come into this stuff, yep. it's on you it's, dude, it's that on you even you. go that far yeah. and we're happy to share it with you. Absolutely. And um, if you listen to what we do and you really don't like it, yeah. we love that you, we love that you went there. And send us an email about it. Uh, yeah, so I I love getting emails from people. That's I miss awesome. I miss the heydays, man. When I, I would I would put up a post about laminate and quality like, or some boom. some blah blah thing. Yeah, um, just artillery fire coming in. Oh, you get you get <laughs> yeah. some of the most most engaging <laughs> feedback. <laughs> engaging um, feedback. I yes. I do. I um, what's happened is that everything smoothed out. There's no yeah. there's nothing happening there. People aren't yeah. learning from each other. The absence of conflict. Yeah, everything's gotten smoothed out. Yeah, and um, absolutely, I don't like it smooth. I like it all swirling and kind of bumpy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, get it stirred up. So there we are. What is stir the pot? Yeah, that's what that's what Lou Lou tends to do. Yes, stir the pot. Two things: our emails, yeah. Captain Lou questions at gmail .com, and the Civil War wars between eighteen sixty and eighteen sixty six. There it is. Eighteen sixty three to eighteen sixty six. 
1860. Yeah, it was about seven years of garbage. Yeah, it was, it was about seven years of total garbage. Death and destruction upon the land. Unbelievable slaughter. Dude. Unbelievable slaughter. I can't believe yep. that we do this. I know. 500, and we do. 500 or 600,000 people died. And more people died of, of infection than they did of actual... Oh, yeah. Actual like deaths on the battlefield. Which and is the French wild. made a contribution to the Civil War. Uh, this little tiny object called the Minier Ball. Oh, yeah, it was. We effective. we called it Mini Ball. Yeah. And it was a it was a round a cartridge round that was so devastating. Absolutely. To the human frame and caused those those terrible terrible days to be all that much worse. Yep. So. Thanks, Thank France. Thanks, France. This is on you. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, this is the end of another podcast episode of the Captain Lou podcast. For yep. what it's worth, we laid it down. We hope to keep doing it. And um, we despair that any of you will find this podcast, much less enjoy it. Yes. Um, though uh, we think it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True, true, true. Thanks to the folks who joined us on Facebook. We see Meeklosh is on there. Evan Brown, thanks for joining us on this. We also saw Sam Cook. We saw Bob Lofton. Bob Lofton. Oh, a hero. I love to I um, love to see it. I, I want to go on a motorcycle trip and I want to do episodes with Bob Lofton. I know. We're multiples. Into it. And I want I'll just go and I'll scumbag camp near his house with in my motorcycle. Yard. Yeah. Um no, I don't have to be in his yard. And I will meet him where in a good spot, and yeah. we will podcast. Um, and I want to go see. I want to go the, to the man who goes by Steve O'Collins. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to go to him. Oh, he'd be a great team, Fat and yeah. and Welfare Line. Yep. I want to do. I want to do some episodes with him. Absolutely. I want to go on a on a trip um, with. Uh, I, I want to go with. Uh, with Luke. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, you have a baby on the way. I do. I'm like, dude, we're T minus like two weeks out. I think less than at this point. You're at the any minute level. Yeah, we're at the any minute level, which might mean a bit of a 